22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Okay, so before we begin, let me just say that we're going to be brief and to the point because number one, I don't know when this is going to be airing, but I know that it's been a long time since our last podcast, so um, definitely want to apologize to you too and to, to everybody, but um, we got to be short, sweet, and to the point. So welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 141. Woo. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and wow, the guy who just, woo, must have seen me with my shirt off, MFG Mike, the finance guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now I did. Uh, Asshole. <laughs> do you like scary movies? Come on, Wait, it's my quote. Really? What is it? You going to scream? Yeah, that's right. Oh my god! You you going to you going to horror quotes now? I've been doing horror no, quotes no, no, for the no, last. I know, two I know, but, but I guess I guess for me, I'm like, wow, scream! Oh, I thought it was a little more classic. Sorry, yeah. it is classic. <laughs> And the guy who eh, also saw me with my shirt off, RT Square, Ralph the Tech. <coughs> yeah, yeah, your shirt off. That, That's real. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so the other day, I was playing with my Nintendo Switch, and a thought occurred to me. If Nintendo didn't make a franchise out of Smash Brothers, it would probably have been an expression used by frat boys. Like, yeah, we're Smash Brothers, bro. <laughs> would that have been the it, Mike. joint it, Mike. action of them being the Smash Brothers? Or would they have been the Smash Brothers for each other? My, Thank you. So the way that I'm thinking, it, I guess it depends on who they are. So if they probably like smash someone together, then you could see it. Or if... You know they're gay and they smash each other. Then they're Smash Brothers. I don't know. Now, now does wow, your interpretation so... of this event have anything to do with how long or often you play with your Nintendo Switch? In quotes. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to that one too, Mike. I was like, yeah, playing with a Switch. Yeah, sure. I do. I mean, when I play on my Switch, it's a pretty big device, so it takes me a while to finish playing with it. You know, the Switch is not that big. I'm just saying. Anyway, I mean. <laughs> All right, let's let, let, let Ralph off the hook. Okay, so <laughs> today, I know everybody's been talking about it, and it's I'm interested in this conversation. So we're, what we're going to be doing is talking about season one of the HBO series The Watchmen. I definitely am excited for this. But first, Mike wants to do the quick news. We let him. I mean, if I wrote it, it'd be horrible. So let's go to it. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kai. Ah, you know, because someone cares, Valiant Entertainment is teaming up with Blowfish Studios to develop a whole lot of action-packed video games based on popular characters. And by popular, I mean you barely heard of any of them and you've never read a book featuring any of them. Uh, surprisingly, though, with over <laughs> 2,000 characters, Valiant has the third largest connected comic book universe behind Marvel and DC. Now, Dan Mintz, the founder and CEO of DMG Entertainment, which bought Valiant in late 2018, said, quote, These games are poised to become further proof of these characters' immense potential as anchors in pop culture, end quote. My response to Dan is, is it? Um, but, but whether or not the video game partnership yields billions in sales, Valiant has multiple projects in the works, including an upcoming Harbinger featuring, uh, feature with Paramount Studios and a Quantum and Woody TV series to be 
um, done by executive producers, uh, the Rooster Brothers. And oh, wow. to its yeah, and to its credit or criticism, the publisher's comic sales were up ten percent this year, with six titles finally breaking into the top one hundred. Which six? I don't know. I didn't care enough. <laughs> Bloodshot. Bloodshot was one of them, probably. Um, it's probably probably. <laughs> What's funny honestly? Is I don't. I don't know their stuff. Like I, I know I've probably read at something of theirs here or there. Like I am familiar with Quantum and Woody, but that's about it. I'll What's say that? this, and I don't know about Ralph. What? Quantum and Woody. Never mind. That's a long I will Google it. Yeah. Okay. There's, well, the, Ralph, there's the original what? and the second version, but go ahead. While Ralph is Googling that, I just want to say that from my experience, I don't know about for Mike's, I don't know about for Ralph's, I'm in that middle, middle, I'm in between both of them. So um, actually what I was going to say is that I remember Valiant Comics always being like the bootleg comic, like you had Marvel, you had DC, you had Dark Horse, later on you had Image, and if you were really roughing it, there was Valiant Comics, though I heard a couple of like a couple of their um, titles were okay, but you never really heard about them. Yeah, like I mean, I, EXO Man of War has been around for ages. I've never mm-hmm. even literally read one blurb of it. I'm, I'm not saying it's not good. I, it's just they're just a comic group, like you said. They they always seem very B or C listy. I'm not saying they aren't good characters. They just seem like they're not going to be good characters. So their I never looked art- them up. Their artwork was always um, B or C listy, and that for me, as a, as a former artist, I used to that used to like bring me in. So it was just like really bad. But the good thing about those titles is that you can take a premise, and if you get good writers or a good writing team mm-hmm. or a good movie team, you can make it into something great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, just, they need the foundation. You know. I mean, they're not they're not true ripoffs. It's not like you're like, hey, the X Men has Cyclops. What does Valiant have? Cyclops. <laughs> you know. Psych. They're not that big. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, Rob, did you think? Did you look it up? There's a character it, named Vincent Van Gogh. See, that's what, you don't want to know anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quantum and Woody is an interesting uh, comic duo, especially the original one. But that's for another time. Yeah, it's for another time. Yes, because yeah. we got to make it quick news, otherwise we get complaints or from my complaints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Mike, what else we got? All right, the new year is rapidly approaching. And as we mm. say goodbye to all the cinematic excitement of 2019 with sensational smash hits like Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Toy Story 4, uh, middling movies like Captain Marvel, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, and disenchanting dishwater like The Lion King, Glass, and Dark <laughs> Phoenix, uh, we can't help but wonder what 2020 has waiting for all of us feature film aficionados. So, because I sincerely love you all so much, Disclaimer, MFG, his voice or likeness doesn't love you, your family, or that outfit you're wearing right now. I have a taste of what is barreling down the superhero superhighway. February 7th, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. March 13th, Bloodshot, which actually is one of the Valiant movies. Mm -hmm. April 3rd, uh, The New Mutants. May 1st, Black Widow. June 5th, Wonder Woman, 1984. July 31st, uh, Morbius. October 16th, G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes. And November 6th, Eternals. Those of you anxiously looking forward to Doctor Strange, Batman, Spider-Man, or Thor will have to wait till 2021. Is it me or does that lineup seem a little, not bad, just limp, not limp. Um, like, I feel like there's, there should be a couple more movies on that list or we've had, maybe that yeah. we shouldn't have. In prior years, we've had more movies. It's not even just more. It's just, it's a lot of movies that are just kind of like. Not saying they won't be good. It's, it's. I think it's a lot of new movies. I think that's what it is. Like, uh, you figure the only sequel is Wonder Woman, 
right? Yeah, that's the only actual sequel. Everything else is right. a new movie. They might be a familiar characters like Black Widow. Um, well, well, G- well, well, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes is, they're saying it's a prequel, but they're oh, trying really? to, they, it, well, yeah, they, they're saying this thing with the continuity of G.I. Oh. Joe, but they're going to just, you know, try to do a soft reboot, so it depends. Of Why course you would defend that, that movie. Continuity? Wait, what? Of course the Cap would defend G.I. Joe. Damn fucking right. All day. (laughs) And what what did you say, Mike? Why what? No, I'm like, why would they stick with that continuity? It wasn't like they had gold and they're like, we don't want to tarnish it. It's like, you had fool's gold. No, no, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. And I don't want to... It was in Chad Tatum's contract agreement that they would have to keep the continuity no matter how many movies they did. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if Magic Mike is part is canon. Anyway, <laughs> let let me say this just about GI Joe real quick. Um, Snake Eyes is an awesome character, and I think honestly, um, the continuity got better when they added the Rock. They 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 the second movie they they fixed a lot of flaws about it. Just the writing was not great. It was okay, but it was better right. than the first. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I but that's not a high bad. bar. They had to jump over there. And Bruce yeah, Willis that, really brought a lot to that movie. Just saying. Are you sar- being sarcastic? Or? Never. I would never be sarcastic with you, Cap. Going on, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that, to keep it quick, that was my quick news. Oh, wow. That was quick. And no death. Oh, my God. Nobody's dying. Not yet, but you two are pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, any quick news for you? Um, yes. The Witcher is out. Go watch it. It is great. It- is it? Because it doesn't it. look that good, but I, but I have heard a couple people say it's actually really good. I listen. Oh, okay. I went in there with no expectations at all, and I came out of there enjoying it. It's only eight episodes, but each episode is almost an hour long. Okay. And wow. At okay. the end of it, you're well. I felt like, hey, I really wish season two was here already. And then I it's, looked okay. it up. It is renewed for a second season. It was renewed before it was even released, which is a good sign. And then, uh, but most likely the release date won't be until 2021. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow, that's a little bit. Oh, but no, but, I mean, it's good to hear that you're enjoying it. I mean, I, like I said, I'm going to see it, but the trailer did not grab me. I mean, it wasn't anything bad about the trailer. It was just Henry Cavill. It's just his wooden Indian face. It's like, dude, can you act at <laughs> wooden, all? Wooden Indian face. <laughs> listen, oh listen, he... I'm not the best, you know, person to comment on people's acting, mm-hmm. but he did pretty good to me. I'd say that. Okay, all he right. Did pretty good. Okay. I, That's I something to keep an eye out for. What he did with the character, and, and also the character of a Witcher, you know, it's a very unique one, especially since uh, most people only know about the Witcher because of the video games. Right. But but the books came out way before the video games, and the books are awesome. Okay. All right, well, maybe ahead. we'll have to do our next podcast on that, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of them. I mean, because we yeah. still got a couple of things coming out, and oh, another yeah. one to look out for is Lost in Space season two. I still have to finish season one. <laughs> Bless you. Um, oh, I know that. And that I loved was what I saw of season energy. one. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, season one. I just never finished. No reason, as in because it was bad. I just forgot about it. But I really enjoyed the half of it that I watched. Troy, um, shout out, shout out to Troy. Not that he ever listens. But um, he put me on to it. Actually, we were watching it on Thanksgiving. Oh, he, okay. he said, oh, I'm watching Lost in Space season one. And everybody's like, oh, what the hell is this crap? And, and my family really is super cynical. And they're all like, oh, well, that's Lost in Space. You know, what is it, 1960? And all of a sudden, he puts it on. 
they were running the marathon all the way through, and you got people going, shh, 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 shh. Yeah. It's, it's a really, like, did, it's okay, so, so you at least started watching some of it, or did you watch all of it? I watched up to episode five. It was good. Okay, so then you did see the original look of the uh, of the robot, not meaning as far yes. as for that show. I yeah. thought that was some of the most ingeniously designed yep. uh attributes for a robot i mean it was truly a functional unit like you were like okay this is something that actually you would want how you would want it to work to go over terrain you know it was just so well done you know and i All do right. like the, the the version it took when it became more humanoid but i just thought they did an excellent job of uh of that robot initially. and I, I think I, and i think i remember you and i talking about this that's why when you're saying this i'm like this sounds vaguely familiar yeah because i was glad uh, i was just all a, just a glow about that robot then but um and also parker posey she is oh, fucking. Man, her, 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 I mean, her Doctor Smith is mm-hmm. scary and don't want to give it away, but it is great. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. Maybe we should talk yeah. about that at some point. I mean, that That'd thing's be been out for over a year now, so if yeah, you haven't seen it yet, spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. I still haven't finished it. But so you um, haven't yeah, seen the Doctor Smith is fantastic. Everybody's head just blows up. Shut up, Ralph. It was mind blowing. Listen, Muggsy, calm down. Shit it, shit it, bit your lip. Um, what I was gonna say was, um, my quick news, and it's not really quick news. It's just ever had like a brain fart, and you were like, "Am I the only one who had that? It, am I the only one that thought that Clint Eastwood was dead?" Yes, you are the only one that thought that Clint Eastwood was dead. I swear to God, I thought Clint Eastwood, like there's a, a new movie by Clint Eastwood. I'm like, what is he Tupac in this bitch? <laughs> and, uh, isn't it more for you like brain diarrhea than a brain fart? I don't know because <laughs> I, I'm watching TV and now mind you, we're in the time of Twitter or, or the time of, you know, social media or all that shit where you can go online and check it out. But I'm like, no, he can't. When did he do? I have time to do a movie. And then I, oh shit, he's still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out, shout out to Clint. Yeah. He won't be on the episodes now. <laughs> I just, well, well, if, I just well, had I can't have Eva Mendez. You can't have Clint. <laughs> Maybe we'll oh. have Eva Mendez and Clint Eastwood on at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Series they'll, finale. They'll both only be talking to me. They'll be like, so Ralph, <laughs> since we like you the best, how's it going? And I'll be like, Eva, Clint, I'm just glad that you guys are here. Nah, you, Clint don't <laughs> like you. You're too dark. <laughs> He'll be like, Eva, stop eating my, my leg. And it's great to have you here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let me just cross her All off right. the list. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think we babbled enough. Let's go into what we're here for. We're here to talk about the, um, I want to say, game-changing series called The Watchmen. I mean, for those comic book fans who love the comic book, we'll get to that in a second because I already know with a synopsis to clear everything up, to help us out and guide us and hold our hands is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Mike, do your thing. Interesting enough, wait till you hear about what the audience actually thinks of this. Anyhow, Watchmen is a superhero drama set in the continuity of the 1987 comic book Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. The TV series was created by Damon Lindelof. Now, while the the series is technically a sequel, Lindelof has created new characters and a different uh, conflict in this reality. Watchmen has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 96%, 52% audience, and a Metacritic score of 85 out of 100, 61 out of 100 audience. Yeah, it's really weird. Alrighty. What audience do they use, real quick? Like, do, is it like a group of old people that have never read a comic book in their life, or something? These are the same people that end up loving Deadshot. I mean, Deadpool. Excuse me. <laughs> One and two. Uh, anyhow, Synopsis. we'll talk about that in a second. Synopsis. Go ahead. 
Welcome to the Watchmen universe, a place not unlike our own. But whereas the comic books and the movie were populated by barely diverse shades of milk and cream, the cable miniseries has added a lot of chocolate. In fact, there are so many black faces in this cast, I heard that a white woman in San Francisco called the cops because they were gathering without a permit. Uh, <laughs> but now when we last left the world of Dr. Manhattan, it was 1985. The current story is set 34 years later. Rorschach's diary has become the manifesto of the white supremacy group known as Calvary. Police legally wear masks now to protect their identities after the events of the White Knight led to the murders of more than 40 officers and their families by the Calvary. Uh, an incident I'm sure President Trump would say had good people on both sides. Right. The, uh, yeah, exactly. The blue godlike being Dr. Manhattan is said to be living on Mars, but it's more shocking that he's been living unnoticed in Tulsa. The world of the Watchmen in 2019 is a dichotomy, moderate and tumultuous, comfortable and neglected, hopeful and desperate. It's a world that should feel like dated fiction, but in today's political and social environment, these divisions are not only timely, they're fact. All mm -hmm. right, it's starring Regina King as Angela Abar's Sister Knight, Don Johnson as Judd Crawford, Tim Blake Nelson as Looking Glass, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as Calvin Abar. Andrew Howard as Red Scare, Jacob Ming Trent as Panda, Tom Meeson as Mr. Phillips, Sarah Vickers as Ms. Cro uh, Crookshanks, Louis Gottsip Jr. as Will Reeves, Jovan Adepo as the young Will Reeves, Gene Smart as Lori Blake, Hung Chow as Lady True, Jeremy Irons as Adrian Veidt, Dustin Ingram as Dale Peaty, James Walk as Joe Keane Jr., and uh, that's all I got. All right, so let's get into it, The Watchmen. But before we get into it, let's press that button that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. It sounds just as good on a recording as it does in person. So that spoiler <laughs> warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. Shh, shh, shh. Stush. I sent Stush. I'm here. I'm sent Stush in the past, and I sent Stush in the future. I'm Dr. <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> All right. And, and I say that because um, we hung out with Steve Francis last night. Shout out to Steve Francis. Um, and he said, I forgot what he called Mike. He said, you are a wanker and something else. And I was like, you know, wanker just doesn't like do it for me anymore because I hear it like twice a month. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and then he said something else, and I was like, what? He was like, never mind. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. The Watchmen. Now, to answer Ralph's question, actually, let me ask a question based off of Ralph's question. Ah, you're doing the old po politics game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, 2020 is right around the corner. Um, Ralph said, where are we getting this audience from that people are rating this particular series so low? Let me ask this question. Because... The show is based off the comic book, not the movie. Is this a show that somebody can dive into without reading the book? Your opinions, gentlemen. A hundred percent. It's it's as unrelated it's, to the comic book after the events of you know 1985 as anything else. They tell you what you need to know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very clear. And even the the very first episode doesn't even start out in present time. Like you just see a massive fire happening in, in in Tulsa and then it then it fast forwards to the future. So yeah, it, it's and, it's nineteen twenty one, so it forwards ninety eight years basically, yeah. 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 So I mean it, you don't really have to have read the 
the, the comics in order to understand what's going on. Yeah. I, I for me, I, I don't know. I guess to re- the book was so maybe because I, I love the book so much. Um, the book was so well done, and you know, people a lot of times were. were connecting it with the movie so there's already that kind of confusion but even if you jump right in i don't you think the book would be a good primer as a way of jumping into it it definitely no. would but it's I, not I don't necessary. think it's needed yeah I, I just don't think it's needed um okay. i mean sure i mean all it's going to do is add for the reader by that point it'll add a sense of filler behind the scenes but like, like I said, I mean, except for Dr. Manhattan and the brief amount that they talk about any of the Minutemen, nothing is brought up from the comic nor the movie. Like, literally nothing. You know? um, so if you read it, I mean, great, because it's, it's good reading. But, yeah, it won't, it, won't make you, it won't make it any deeper for you. Because it's also, it's not even like it's 1986. It's 34 years later. So the only persons that we're seeing, for the most part, are, you know... Uh, are Lori, Lori, um, Vite, and Vite, Doc- and then eventually Doctor Manhattan. You know, right? Yeah. All right. So, so, so let's let's talk about this. I mean, how surprised were you of this show being not so good, but the style of the show and the way they decided to to talk about you know um, some of the subject matter they they they, they chose. They could have went a totally different way, you know, with telling this story. And they they by episode one they grab you, they got you. That's me. What do you guys think? I mean, well, it opens up in 1921 with the uh, the Black Wall Street Massacre, which is mm-hmm. an actual historic fact that's not hidden. It's just not really talked about, including by the black people that that lived through it. That's it's a very interesting thing about the communal uh, decision of people not to talk about certain really big tragedies uh, on right. either side of the fence. Anyhow, that's neither here nor there. Um, so that event was real. Um, and as it brought the population to now know it and act like they've known about it for 30,000 years, which is equally as weird. Um, I just thought it was an interesting starting point, considering that it is all the same universe, but yet, obviously, the Watchmen book (laughs) never mentioned this. So it's already interesting that we're taking a a diversion from the story we've been told and not change anything, but just saying, like, hey, you know, like there is in the world, there's lots of things that have happened, you know, that are shaping the world. You know what I mean? It's in other words, yeah. It's, it's not like this is a separate story or a made-up Watchmen story. This is the same exact universe of that book, but yet, you know, this was never mentioned in that book. Um, so I thought that was a very interesting thing because I, I, I did not know anything about this going into it. So I was surprised to see a heavily black cast um, and that the, the, a lot of the, the race and, uh, and uh, social and economic type things were going to be brought up in it, um, all of which were really well done. But I just I was very surprised that this was the the direction and the tone that we were going. Me too. Ralph, what did you think? Well, I have one word for you. Please don't say awesome. Spectacular. Uh, At least it wasn't waffles. (laughs) I love waffles, especially now. Oh, yeah. I could go for some chicken and waffles. (laughs) Focus, Ralph, focus. (laughs) So, um, that very first episode, like it, just a simple fact. So, because... I had read the comic books in the past. Um, seeing it start the way it did, I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" And then, like, I was at first, I was like, "Whoa, whoa what? What? I thought this was Watchmen. Why am I seeing you know a town burning? And why is this 1921?" But then, as I let the story progress, and I see, "Oh, okay, this is they're trying to 
tell multiple stories in this thing in this first episode and we're going to get more as we go all right I'll, I'll keep giving it a chance and as the episodes progressed i really uh started to understand where they were going and i enjoyed finding out what was happening you know the way they give yeah. you tidbits here and tidbits there and you didn't really understand everything until the very end that i i really enjoyed that Right. But that that first episode, it, it caught me right away, especially with like, just how like, um, how brutal they were showing how like life could really be. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't really yeah. hold anything back, right. not at all. And and I really thought it was awesome to say the least. Ooh. And I I guess for me, um, when you know it's HBO, you know that saying with a name like Smuckers, it has to be good. <laughs> right. Yeah, but when a show's on HBO, it's got to be good. That's, I mean, that's real. Mm. Well, think about it. <laughs> for, for every five shows that HBO have on, how many miss the mark? Maybe one, one and a half, okay. and, or or, or, don't, or if at the very least they write their ship. But I was like, okay, Watchmen, and I wasn't sure because all those Alan Moore properties, and especially Watchmen, because that was his baby, and he didn't want it to be in. You know, there's a lot of things with Watchmen. So I don't want to get into that, but you know, just the idea that it could have been, you know, really, really good, or just really, really divisive, or just confusing as fuck. It was great. Um, what do we? How do we feel about um, our protagonist Angela um, Abar and, and her with the police force? Because that was the whole idea of them wearing masks. And I mean, it was a. It, it took me for a loop for a little bit. I'm just so used to, I guess, in my history, looking at cops. I mean, robbers wear masks, mm-hmm. yeah. so to have to, to have the cops being the one concealing their identity, and not superhero like was very interesting, and it kind of hit me in a different way. Well, it's, I mean, first of all, Regina King, absolutely fantastic actress, yes. and she's yes. just she just stole every scene she was in. So that just goes without saying. Let me just get that right out of the way. She was absolutely wonderful, but um, they play on a lot of things in here, and and even Lindelof, I read, uh, was reading a quick review, or I should say, interview with him. Um, and he was saying that, you know, as, as much as obviously it has a much more liberal tilt, um, they put a lot of like conservative views in there. And instead of saying right and wrong very often, they just kind of let it sit there um, for you to have a discussion about. And, you know, depending on which side of the fence you're on or if you can see both sides, whichever way you want to do it. Um, so that the idea of cops and masks is very interesting because, you know, like, like the cat pointed out, I mean, it's generally criminals that are in masks. I mean, you know, we're used to the superhero world, but that's just the way that is. Um, but it's also the fact that they weren't like uniform masks. They were masks of individuality. Mm-hmm. That was also just interesting. And, you know, they could be masks that were humorous. They could just be like literally a, a T-shirt over your face with eye holes cut out. I mean, a panda head, for God's sake, you know. Well, that, that was yeah. only for the well, the uniform cops all wore the same mask. Detectives well, they, and true. higher yeah. ups were able to wear a different type. Right. Individualize their own personas. So to say. But, you know, but at the same time, that does beg questions of, I mean, now we got a reason as to why there's a mask, because like I said in the synopsis about the White Knight, the White Knight, right. the Calvary, you know, killed uh, 40 or more officers and their families. But see, I mean, these are the kind of questions that like, you know, as especially we're comic book people, we're superhero people, you know, you just kind of we we've learned to accept a lot when it deals with a superhero type environments, we, we tend to accept a lot, but that's also when we should question things. So like, for instance, it seems almost reasonable because it's a, super, a superhero kind of world, but that's the whole point about Watchmen is it, 
Dr. Manhattan was the only superpower. Everyone else is just a bunch of people, yep. you know, mm-hmm. whether or not you agree they were doing the right thing. So it does. So now take away Dr. Manhattan and you basically have a world that's normal. So now ask yourself this. I don't care what color you are. Do you want a cop that you can't identify? You know, like, <laughs> no you know, way. that's it. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. You know, because at first you're kind of like, yeah, well, I can understand. This makes sense. They're, of course, they should wear a mask. And of course, they should. They're, being cops should be almost a secret to society. And it's like. Wait a second. There's something kind of devious about this, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's a little. I I get it, but you know, I don't know if I want to, you know, it because also like what they also um I won't even say allude to what they mention about mask in general, not police and mask, but just mask. When they talk about mask, and they, they basically show you that masks allow you to adopt another identity, and we've seen that in real life, you know, right. um, that. You cannot be. You don't have to be yourself just behind because you're behind a mask. Now we've already seen what authority can do to people when you can see their face, yeah. and we know that very many people can be corrupted by authority. Right. Imagine not being seen and having authority. Even though they didn't really address a lot of that, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. that's that's it's really like, frightening. It's like visible invisibility. Yeah. Because I mean, if this cop decided, let me think about it. If if I was a cop, let's say I was a cop that had a I, um, a V for Vendetta mask. That was my mask mm-hmm. um, normally. But I go out and buy a, a Nixon mask. I'm still, I mean, when I pull up to you, I'm a cop. You don't know what my normal mask is. I could beat the living shit out of you. And all you're going to say is it's a guy with a Nixon mask. And they'd be like, <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's like the ultimate invisible authority that could abuse the hell out of everything. And like I said, it's just interesting they didn't touch that. And I don't know if there's ever if there will be a second part, if they will touch that or not, because that's that's something else that needs to be kind of addressed. I think that would make an interesting story. Right. Um, there was a lot of great performances. I mean, Regina King, top of the list. Yeah. I really thought Don Johnson, spoilers, was going to make it a little bit longer than he did. <laughs> My career is back. What do you mean I'm dead? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a racist. He too? was good, though. Oh, that tracks. <laughs> did you... <laughs> <laughs> did you wow. read my diary? <laughs> <laughs> did, um, well, with the whole introduction to, you know, like you, you get introduced to the Abar family and to, you know, her relationship to, you know, the police force and Don Johnson. And, and you know, um, it's funny when you watch the whole thing and it's nine episodes, when you get to the end of it, where you were in the beginning, you definitely are not now. It almost makes me want to watch it again. Yeah. Well, there's a lot that goes on because there's 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 questions that you can't right or wrongly answer. I mean, I should say, I should say you can't right or wrongly answer, but they're good for debate. Like, for instance, what kind of man was Don Johnson's character? What kind of man was Judd Crawford? It's kind of hard to say because at, at times you think, okay, he's just an all-around good guy. And when you find out he's got his grandfather's uh um grandfather's mm-hmm. kkk um KK, well calvary but you know quote, calvary, unquote, kkk uh outfit in in like a worship almost in a closet not folded up in in the back of a box i mean it's on a stand like like superheroes when they put their their costumes on a stand it's it's yeah. it's in it's hidden uh because of the kind of times you live in but it's it's still like in like i said like almost like a space of worship so right. and then you think okay well maybe he's still just saying like hey that's my past I'm ashamed of it, but it's still my past. But then the way the wife's talking, you're like, well, he was kind of still with this. So you never really get an actual idea of who Judd Crawford was. Like, 
was he a man that had a horrible upbringing or or, or a horrible past uh, with his family, or was he a racist that smiled in your face a lot? Well, right. Well, the they do uh, touch on it in, in the in the flashback with uh, Abar's grandfather when he's hanging her, uh, hanging him. Um, he admits to what he's done, and then the senator also says that um, Judd played his part in maintaining the peace. That he he actually knew about the White Knight massacre that it was coming, and that he planned it with with the senator. Right. I mean, again, I didn't, that is true. But the, the fact of that they were so he was so close with Angela. Yeah, he didn't have right. to be. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, they, it, it does beg you the questions of, and also I guess it also begs the question of just because you are this type of person, does that mean that's all you are? Which again, his relationship with Angela does kind of beg that question. No, know? no, the, right. To, at the very end, they say that him getting close to Angela was part of their plan because um, when Doctor Manhattan saves her from the guy, they teleports him away. They tell the senator. I mean, the senator tells Judd. We need you to stay close to her. They say that. Oh, you know what? I must have missed that part. Thank yeah. you. It was very, <laughs> it was very quick, but they they said um, because that's when they're talking about how they figured out that Doctor Manhattan was in Tulsa, is because during the White Knight massacre, right when the guy just disappears, right? He disappears. He and then he calls him. He's like, "I'm calling you from a paper in New Mexico." So how's the only way you got there? He got teleported. And who's the he only person? Could have driven. Yeah, who's the only person? <laughs> That can teleport people, Doctor Manhattan. So yeah, that was that was the reason why they got so close. All right, but it's funny because there's so many great characters and, and so many great stories. Um, well, Looking Glass was great. Oh my god! You mean Mirror Guy? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's Tim Blake Nelson did a great job as uh, as Wade Tillman, Looking Glass. I thought his he was he was another exceptional performance. Even though I'm still mad at him for. Uh, Dropping the dime on Angela. <laughs> yeah. You know, he... Well, well, but, but, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ralph. He kind of reminds me of Rorschach. Kind of. I mean, bit. I think that was the intent that we were supposed to, except he's he's sane. I mean, he's got he's crazy because of PTSD, yeah. but he's completely sane, yeah. <laughs> you know? In fact, yeah. very much so. I liked his, his backstory. I thought it was really good. I was just going to say that. I mean, and mind you, there's something about... Um, Going back into the '80s and doing a flashback, uh, and and but his his entire story and how things happened, I mean, I was like, I was blown away. But there's something about, I don't know, and maybe I don't want to get too far off track. I just want to say that their particular, you know, flashback into the '80s probably felt the most real for me or closest to it. Because like Stranger Things tries to do it, um, other shows try to do it. I don't know why. That particular episode, when they talk about um, the looking glass and it opens up with him in the carnival and, you know, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it just felt very 80s for me. I think it's because it's just, it's much more visual. They Like, unlike uh, Stranger Things and whatnot, they have to keep telling us it's the 80s, whereas because the scene's short, they just give us the look and feel and then, you know. If you lived through enough of the 80s, you remember it, you know, after that, (laughs) as opposed to them going like, hey, product placement. Oh, remember that thing from the 80s? Ha ha ha. You know. They didn't have to do that. <laughs> New <Yeah>. Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If yeah. only we had phones that we could talk to that were inexpensive to use, but weren't landlines. You mean like cell phones? <laughs> <You know. laughs> 
I was going to talk about Cal for a second, Cal Abar for a second, but I want to shift real quick and talk about Adrian Veidt. Um Jeremy Irons. What a great selection to play Veidt, especially an older Veidt, you right. know. Because, like, I mean, when you, when you think about Ozymandias, you know, you think of somebody who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He is smarter than everybody else. Right. But, but, but just the fact of, you know, I don't know, just that Eric, that Jeremy Irons selection of that character was, it, it was genius, and he and he played the role really well. How did you guys feel about um, his story arc, you know, with the clones, which took me a little while to be like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I mean, that was intentional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so just the simple fact that at the end we, we learned that his whole storyline uh, was predates kind of, everything we've been seeing, yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't, you know, at the same time. And the simple fact that he, he was the statue that mm-hmm. was in in the stuff. Because when, uh, mm-hmm. when Abar says, why does he look so old? You know, that stuck with me for a while. I was like, right. yeah, how does she know? How does he look like? Well, you know? but the moment I saw the statue, even before she commented on it, because they had shown the statue before. And I'm like, well, I said then, why would he look so old? Because it's now and everyone thinks he's been dead, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, so right. when she said the same thing, I was like, Okay, <laughs> you know, why is that? And, but then when he did the save me thing, and then I started doing that, like, mental chess, trying to jump where I think the story's going, I'm like, oh, I get it now. So by the time we learned about Lady's true identity, yeah. his save me made sense, and I'm like, this is in the past, <laughs> you know. Mm, yeah, it, it took a while for me to, I had to watch that again to, 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 like, really capture that, but I was like, oh, wow. I mean, it's it's just so, I mean, so many great characters. The girl who played La- the woman who played Laurie. Oh, one of my favorite characters, hands down. Her, her and her little who? that played um um uh, Laurie. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, Jean Smart. Yes. Jean oh, Smart. yeah. Oh, no. Well, God. she's also an excellent actress. I think that was episode three where they talk about you know what she's been doing since um since the you know since the thing that happened in New York and um and they talk about her and her relationship with Doctor Manhattan and all that stuff. It was. That was a good episode as well. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was hilarious. So she had a dildo that was, uh, it was like atomic power, they said, or something like that. I forget. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. You put the, you attach the balls and then it has power. But little things though that like, um, that, and I, I know it's more than one. I'm trying to think of some other examples, but like that they would drop hints at things and mm-hmm. then just kind of let it go kind of annoyed me because kind of like what I was saying about how, the flashbacks of the 80s felt more authentic because they didn't keep trying to drop hints about things. That annoyed me when they would do that every now and then in this show, the drop hints or like little Easter eggs for the 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 books. It's like like the fact that she evidently still missed, um, what, Owlman, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, she still missed him. She has an owl that she's named after him, you know, the whole nine yards, and then that went nowhere. Like, she never brought it up again. Yeah. You know, to the point that you were like, well, why did you include it then? It's been 34 years. I was good without any of it. <laughs> I, I did think it was pretty cool that um, at the very end, uh, you see that Azimandias still had Archie. That he had found it in the snow and, and picked it up. So that's a callback to the comic books when they right. they went to stop him. Right, yeah. No, so. not, like I said, it was, they did a lot of smart stuff. But that was one of them that was just like, you, don't, you guys don't have to do that. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> you know. so but Jean Smart I thought was great I thought that she was just 
she was great at consistently being just an ass. Yes. <laughs> she was such Never, an ass. <laughs> she reminded me of like she reminded me of house? me. <laughs> no, because you, you you could turn it off every once in a while. Right. She, it's always on. Always yeah. on. What did she say when uh, when Abar um, shows up when they have uh, Dr. Manhattan at the, in the cage? And then she, she, Abar goes, what are you doing here? She, What is this? She says she's like, like all... Just sitting around, or just I'm here for the coffee or something. I forget. <laughs> whatever yeah, line she line. said, I thought was hilarious. Because she's oh, just like, funny. she's like, "What do you think I'm doing here? Like they have me tied, tied to, a to a chair. chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just here for the ambiance. That's why I'm here. Come on, Angela. <laughs> now, when Angela, um, it's funny because, well, I I, I don't want to jump into that. I want to make a segue to that. Um, there's the character the, the characters were excellent, but also a lot of the episodes were just so visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Like some of the visuals that they put you in, whether it was a period piece, whether it was something that was like super spectacular, whether it was just a a, a, a weird idea or a principle. Like when we first meet um uh True. Mm-hmm. Dr. True. Lady True. Lady True. Yeah. Lady True. Lady True. And she she makes the proposition to the um to the parents mm-hmm. or to, to the couple to the white couple that right. she walks into just whether it's visually or theoretically this show just like works really well on yeah. all four well that scene was fantastic scenes. i just like but she's like you've been trying you don't have any kids she's like so i had one made for you she was like but you have to t- sign this offer she's like you have 30 seconds left to make this offer mm-hmm. but what will you do with the baby if not destroy it <laughs> I was like, I'm like she's like oh I'm just she was like oh I'm just kidding and I'm like nah, I don't think you are no sound, that sounds like something she would just say to, to them and then be like all right yeah well, well didn't she destroy something later on didn't we see her destroy some life form later on or something I'm trying to remember but yeah uh, but either way but I, I did I love when uh after they signed the paper right down to the second and then that, that that thing crashed you know like this space thing crashes and they're like what was that and she's like mine. I was like, wow, you really had this pin down to this second, you know? Like, what if that pen, like, the ink jammed, you know? Well, then they would have have to been running really, really fast. And, oh, now I get it. So that that crash was Ozymandias coming back. Right, that was right, exactly. Oh, shit, I didn't even remember that part. So even that scene was slightly in the past, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was true. great because because that was also early, still early on. Because that because she appeared in what episode four was it, Lady True? Something like, Something yeah, like that. It was episode and, four. And uh, yeah. but that that was like our umpteenth reference to Superman by that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Because even because even Will Reeves, um, you know, being abandoned in the field and stuff like that, like he lost both parents in the Tulsa riots and da 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 da. You know, that was another Superman origin story. So it was just kind yeah. of like. You know, a little bit here and there and here and there. Now, what did we think about Will Reed's life to become Hooded Justice and as Hooded Justice? I had a feeling that Hooded Justice was black from the get-go, just to the simple fact that everybody kept referring to him as white. And and well, that and that he I'm wore like, the hood and no one ever white? saw him out of it. <laughs> that no one ever saw him out of it. I was like, yeah. Well, I kind of just suspected it because he had a noose around his neck. I'm like, that would be a weird thing for a white superhero to try and Trust me, I have you carrying a noose ne- and a hood. Never, never gave it a thought. I mean, even though what you guys are saying, you know that that that, that, that all sounds logical. Never gave it a thought 
until when other oh oh he's black okay cool yeah but, but I thought I'm, that was also interesting about the fact that he put makeup on yeah I mean they mm-hmm. gave the reason as to why but like then it became like a kind of cross for him to bear putting the makeup on and taking it off and he was he was living he was literally living two lives by that point and not no I'm sorry he was living three lives by that yeah. point and I thought that was interesting I also thought it was very interesting for the writer uh, the way they handled his sexuality so mm-hmm. was he because bisexual was just, or was he but that's gay? the whole point is we don't know like in other words that's what I'm saying I thought was interesting is that it wasn't a plot device it just simply was which which is own which in its own is a statement by the writer because they're saying like sexual choice is so unimportant we're just going to let you have this and it doesn't matter <laughs> you know but it, whereas but opposed to what normally you, it's what you said i'm sorry mm-hmm. no no i was saying it's kind of what you said before mike about in the writing of this there are certain subjects that they just leave there for you and mm-hmm. you know whether they bring it up and they'll, they'll say right or wrong they're just saying here it is right I well think just like they do that with a, yeah yeah i'm not supposed to like like when uh when the uh, when his wife was finally like getting annoyed with stuff, it's like okay, I'm like oh here it is, it's going to be it's going to come out where she's starting to realize that he's sleeping with this guy, and it's like nope, nothing to do with that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was just it was very interesting. It was a very interesting side piece because because of the fact that it was introduced in the TV series about it, I'm like okay, well they don't know anything about who the justice. Maybe they're just making this up because it was much more conservatively made. Maybe they were like people that didn't like Hooded Justice made this thing and they're saying like, well, if you don't like gay people, he was gay too. Ha ha. But it was like, oh no, this is fact. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or, or the fact that he slept with this guy is fact, I should say. Um, but I thought that was, like I said, I thought that was an interesting add on that it, you know, it didn't serve any purpose one way or the other, but it was just kind of like, take it as you will. You know. Yeah, I I was not expecting the whole Cyclops connection running throughout the whole series. Right. Yeah. I, I thought it was just a thing that it was in his flashback only, mm-hmm. but then it turns out that the cavalry is just the same thing, just with a different name. Right. When I saw that, I'm, I I applauded it. I was like, "Holy shit! This is an incredibly well done story, mm-hmm. put together, and and the simple fact that." Each episode has a different director, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Just the way that they were able to flow together was incredible. Now, what did we think that this this one did pull me back? Because I'm like, all right, this is comic booky, even for comic books. When you're like, yes, somehow in in the 19, what is it, 50s by this point, I guess? or the Yeah, no, 1940s-ish. We've created a mesmerizing ray into your film like all right guys i mean you're you're having a tough time selling it to me and yet you want me to swallow this <laughs> you know like <laughs> it was rough <laughs> i mean I, I i just had to go i'm just going to accept this but i'm not happy i'm just letting you know, <laughs> you listen, know? listen hypnosis is a real thing hypnosis not I, like I that <laughs> i don't know if triggering it with with light listen some people are susceptible to certain shit. I, who am I to say? I'm not a master. But it, but, it, but it wasn't certain people. It was literally everybody was susceptible yeah, to it. You know, it, it's one of those. It was just like I said. It's a plot device. I get it. But it was just such a, it was such a comic booky plot device that yeah. it almost felt like, like when it was in his memory, I kept thinking, okay, well maybe his memory is distorted, you know, a little okay. bit. And it's like, nope, right. it wasn't. <laughs> this is we're, we're, this is where we're going with this, you know. 
<laughs> I, I thought it was um, interesting right. the simple fact that he got away with uh, multiple homicides and no one even looked into it. Again, is, these are questions of is that right or wrong? Like I said, these are the liberal conservative questions. Is, are these things right or wrong? Um, we can see that he seems justified, but his murder justified, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, and especially you're murdering a lot of people and yet you're still our hero. Is that good? Is that bad? What does it say about me? You know, that's what I'm saying. There was a lot of things that they kind of dropped at us. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say. I'm like, yeah, no, they, they, they did. It, and I guess it, I knew that the series had hit a different mark when I had non-superhero people wanted to talk about these deeper things. Like Aaron, shout out to Aaron, was so like, I definitely want to hear what you guys say about um, The Watchmen, not that she's going to listen to this whole episode. She, she, listening she, she just claimed she, she she claimed she was like I'm probably just going to listen to your episode and not watching the show. I'm like you're not going to listen to our whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Should have made a bet. <laughs> Aaron, if you've listened this far, the code word is cantaloupe. <laughs> we used cantaloupe before, but okay. No, we haven't. We've used cantaloupe before. No, we haven't. Maybe you're just eating right. cantaloupe at the time. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure the cap has used the cantaloupe before. Hey, Ooh. sometimes lonely nights, lonely nights, gentlemen. <laughs> but um, it's thank you. Um, how did you feel about you know uh, what was the name of of the of the pill? Um, nostalgia. 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 Yeah. How did you feel about using that as a way? You know, um, at that being a major plot point. You know, and also Abar finding out about Reeves that way. Um, I was okay with it. I mean, it was a it was a it was a different way to try and give me a flashback. I didn't have a problem with that as much as I had with the mesmerizing, right? Um, <laughs> that that was way too far. Um, I, I'd like to say I didn't have a problem with it. I, I I thought it was I won't say clever. Like I said, it was just different. It was a different way to do it. It's I, I, yeah. it's better than um, Abar seeing her grandfather and then him being like, "Well, let me tell you what happened." Oh, because he's old. That would have been Abe Simpson. Then yeah. I wouldn't have believed his memory was right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What? What was I saying? I was telling you a story. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, was it Mr. Metropolis was fucking me in the ass, and then. <laughs> was Grandpa, that is this story? Is the story still true? <laughs> what, was, what was the guy's name? The hero. Um, Something Metropolis, I right? Oh, whatever. No, I think it was Captain Manhattan. Cap- no, Captain. No, it wasn't Captain Manhattan. Was it something like that? It was something Metropolis. Well, anyway, um, it, it, it that that I actually liked that episode um, one of the best be, just because it was so different. Like I said, every episode just just visually like took you on on a trip. And that one, and I, I if you know me, I don't like period pieces. I don't like things, you know, too far in an era because you, if you don't do it well, it really sticks out like a sore thumb. Captain Metropolis. Yeah, it was Captain it, Metropolis. Got okay, but yeah, um, I I mean that that story I felt was done well. I mean nostalgia was, it I, I don't know like anytime that something veered from the from the original world, I found myself comparing it <clears throat> to Alan Moore's work and Dave Gibbons' work and saying, would this fit in with the rest of the Watchmen universe? And, and that to me I, answers your question about whether or not people need to read the book before watching the show. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because it, now it's only going to interfere, I think, with the enjoyment of the show after a while. Yeah. Honestly, I feel that this world that they've created does fit in well with the comic book world. It makes sense. The mm-hmm. simple fact, also, that 
you have those uh, incursions that Adrian created so that it keeps raining squids right. to keep, to maintain the peace. Because, in in see, here's the thing with his idea: like, it makes sense for what he did in order to prevent the world from going into nuclear World War Three. Like we we understand why he did what he did. It doesn't justify justify what he, it. Yeah, what he did, <clears throat> and then he continued and he planned ahead to keep the 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 peace essentially. Mm-hmm. But even then, like that would only it's it's a band aid for because as as long as people think that they're gonna be invaded, that they would try to play nice with each other. But the simple fact that in Tulsa by itself that there was this group happening. Like they would, you know. Well, I guess it doesn't really apply to them because they, the top brass knew the truth behind it. So, right. What well, doesn't matter though? I mean, in other words, Adrian stopped a, a more global threat, but it's not that he thought it would. It's he acted as if that would just stop the evil that men do. Yeah. It's like we have we have other evils that we can eventually come up with <laughs> <We're> <laughs> you know? in many more different ways. Yeah, I mean, racism. Like, we, I mean, not even just that. I mean, like 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 germ warfare. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, it's like, fine, we don't bomb each other. We just invent something that starts killing us all and we can't protect ourselves from it. Um, and that's kind of what Lady True was saying. That's That was her whole point, is that, yeah. you know, you need somebody that's, you know, going to take the power and guide it. And I do love, though, um, I like that she was the secret villain to a point. I don't like the fact that, as she says to Vite, this is a rerun. Because it is. It's like, yeah. so now you're telling me that once again, the smartest person in the world is the villain in Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so that was, you know, interesting as well. Uh, one other thing I did want to add with that, though, is that uh, she kind of alluded, she wasn't like Miss, she wasn't like, I'm Miss Girl Power, or I'm Miss Woman Power, or stuff like that. But it was kind of like, you know, let a woman do what a man couldn't do kind of a thing. Um, so I thought that was interesting, especially by the time we get down to the very end. There's two things. It's, so it's that what Lady True says, and then it's also what I like what um, Ozymandias had to say, which is anyone that would choose to have the power of a god doesn't deserve it. Doesn't deserve it. Yeah. So that also takes by the end, it's like, huh, good point. And not whether you agree with it or not, but it's it's still a, it's a valid point to ponder because again, you know, we get prejudiced when we watch a show. We we're told and we experience who our protagonists are. Yeah. But just because they're protagonists doesn't mean they're always right. Right. <laughs> you know. And you know, no matter how much I mean, again, I mean, we're not talking about the actress. You know, no matter how much we like the character of Angela Abar, would I want her to have the powers of a god? I don't think so. She's a woman with a lot of issues, like we all have. She's got a lot of issues, and she's got a lot of anger. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, I I thought it was interesting the fact that Adrian realizes um, his own narcissism and says and but doesn't crave the power that Doctor Manhattan has. You know, I, I guess that sort of speaks something about him, or maybe the simple fact that he's arrogant that he thinks he's smart enough. That he doesn't need the power. Well, he no no. One thing about him is it's it's in what again what he was saying about you know, anyone that wants the power of a god that chooses to take it is that he does understand that even though uh, Doctor Manhattan's power isn't completely absolute, it's damn close to that as a human we're ever going to notice on a, a right. in, in our living uh, scale. Uh, it's too much. 
Like in other words, I, I don't I don't want my every whim to suddenly be a chance to be reality. You know. Oh, I can only imagine what your whims would be, Mike. <laughs> well, your beard would be gone. Oh no no no! Don't start with the beer. Don't the first start with thing. the beer. You know, but you know what's funny that the we first thing you should do talk- is just give the cap back his hair. Wow! It, it, it will be your beard. <laughs> and wow. now I've solved two things with one with one, you know, godlike swipe. Not and both beard. of us very unhappy. Not the beard. <laughs> Let me ask you this, guy, because we we've been dancing around the um, floating blue dick in the room. <laughs> and what a big dick it was. Just want to say what? that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I didn't expect Ralph to say that. But yeah, um, just Dr. Manhattan itself. How did you guys feel about how he was treated and his decision to, you know, you know, be among, you know, what if God was one of us? That's what he was. <laughs> how did you guys feel about the decision? Uh, I thought it was called... weird that. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought it was weird that they didn't show us his face until he became Cal. Like if they they were like just dancing around it. I think that because they didn't have the same actor from the movie, which people associate, even though it's not related to that, I think probably they were like, eh, let's just, we don't want to piss off people enough. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) I'm just taking a guess at that. I really don't know why they didn't. And I haven't, I wasn't, I haven't looked for it, but I haven't read anything that said like, this is the reason why, you know. Um, Also at the same time, maybe they didn't want people saying like, oh, he went from this to that, you know, like I, I don't know, like, you know, what they were feeling. I didn't like the fact that it was what it was, which was just a plot device. I mean, we know that he lives in all time periods. That's fine. But just because I live in all time periods doesn't answer the question of why I still chose to do what I did. So it's like, I mean, yes, I love Regina King, but how was she the one person that you were literally willing to die for? Like, I mean, you know, not that that's always a question we have, but I mean, a guy that's full of answers then yes, I'd not, I if you're if you're writing about a guy that's full of answers, then I want an answer to that, you know. No, and the simple fact that I I really don't understand like he could have changed it because he saw the guy that's gonna teleport him away. Right. So why why didn't he just also kill him as well? Yeah, he was just kind of like, like eh. oh, it already happened, so I have to let it happen. Like, like, yeah, no. it's already happened. That, yeah, I mean, it was he's very fatalistic, which was also weird because. There has to like there has to be something of like well, are you trying to say that I mean is Doctor Manhattan saying that like there is no chance for discrepancy in time that it's literally one set fixed thing that you can't or is he just a person that chooses not to make a decision to change it? I I think you know? it's it's very interesting like the the weird I don't know if you would call it a dichotomy or or the simple fact that um, we as humans supposedly we have free will but then right. you have this character who is godlike and doesn't have the free will that we would have to change our future if we saw it well uh, i agree to a point with what you're saying but there's a little flaw to that we don't have free will either from his point of view everything he says is going to happen with other people that's happens. true so that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's what I'm saying. So, are are is Doctor Manhattan, aka the writers, trying to say that life is purely linear? I mean, it doesn't matter how you look at it, but there's only one outcome all the time, and that's fine. I mean, that's you know, we don't know what's right or wrong in it, but it's just, is that what we're trying to say that that, that he had no other choice? But even still, even if he had no other choice, the point is, why did you choose Angela? 
but like, like just because it's like, oh, I'm destined to be with you. Well, that's that's not really an answer. You could have been destined to be with anyone. Like, why particularly her? And right, <laughs> you know, like it could have, like it literally could have been anyone. He had why a craving. He had a craving for chocolate, and she was the closest thing around. Oh, God. <laughs> it took this long to make that joke. Okay. <laughs> well, you did the notice that. The big dick joke came first, though, so. Well, you did notice that once he went black, he did not go back. (laughs) (laughs) I I did like the fact that I thought it was really funny the way she was like, here's some bodies, and da-da-da-da. He was like, I'm getting the sense that you're not really happy with these. They're fine. They're fine. Are there other choices? (laughs) Well, well, there's this this one here. Would you be happy if I was there? What's your decision? Are you sure? Yeah, use this one. (laughs) <laughs> he's like well I've, I've seen what he was packing so yes let's go with this one <laughs> because it's just so funny like she was skirting all this she's like well this one <laughs> I, 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 I actually found that really funny I gotta go for it alright so when uh, when he put the thing in his head right he mm-hmm. doesn't know he has his powers or whatever right so but in the past whenever he was with a woman like he could choose whether or not he would impregnate them if he chose to, right? Okay. But, but being that he doesn't remember he has his powers, how come he never got her pregnant? Maybe she just used protection all the time. No one said they didn't. Oh, I guess you're right. So, I mean, she Long remember she she knows too. well. She knows what he is, and she also knew that he didn't want to pass that on. Remember? That's true. Right. So you think just like innately he just made himself sterile before. He, uh, or, like, or it could have been her you know. choice, but like, let's put it this way. Even she may have been like, okay, he doesn't remember who he is, but if I get pregnant by him, I have this irradiated thing in my gut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know honey, if I really want to go through this. I don't need a surgeon general to tell me that's fucking cancer. <laughs> yeah, this is probably not good. <laughs> the, the baby comes out all blue and then Cal doesn't remember who he is and he looks at her. like, who you been fucking? This is baby blue. So What's that going mean? on here? So that means if she had sex with him, that you know she was having sex with a cancer stick. Well, well no, but he doesn't actually give people cancer. No, he does not. No, he doesn't. I know. I know. We're just going a little bit far with that. <laughs> let me let me ask one question before we kind of bring this to a close. Were you happy with the result of how everything kind of was tied up, you know, in the last two episodes? Did you feel it was rushed, or did you feel like it was evenly paced like the rest of the show? I didn't find it rushed. I didn't like the frozen squid things. Not I, I first I thought, okay, this is gonna be brilliant until it was picked and chosen how destructive they were. Like like yeah. because they're raining down like well, like rain <laughs> and they're hitting people and they're like, Ooh, let's go get shelter. They're yeah. blowing through metal yes. like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like like and I'm like, okay, which is it? It's <laughs> able to go through metal like a cannon or it just hurts you a lot when it hits you on the shoulder. Like, yeah. which one is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that also, especially so, because when, when uh, um, um, when what's-her-name was in the machine Lady and she True. gets hit. Yeah. Lady True was in the machine and yeah. she gets hit through her hand. Right. And I'm like, goes, but then meanwhile, Abar goes through, you know, and, and I know well, she the got whole, nicked the whole a couple cops, of times. The whole cops were standing out there, remember? Yeah. And they were all they outside definitely of their car. Got and they, not only did they get hit, I mean, you saw them getting hit. They actually yeah. got hit. Then they went in their cars. I'm like, well, the cars this blowing them. through the cars. Right. <laughs> you know, like, it was this, so that one kind of bothered me. I'm like, 
because it was a really cool idea and solution until, like I said, it was just haphazardly done. Then I'm <laughs> like, well, now you're just picking and choosing how this is affecting people because really it, it killed no other cop. <laughs> you know. That that reminded me of a of a show that I was listening to the other day, where one of the characters. It's a comedy show, and the, the character goes, "Oh, what's this button? Dos es máquina." I wonder what this does. And he presses it. And then like a few moments later, then they just get saved out of nowhere. That's exactly what it does. And he's like, I wonder how that happened. Exactly. So, so this, this kind of reminded me a little bit of that because just, just the simple fact that, uh, if, if it wasn't that they opened the, uh, the thing, the, the container where the Senator was in mm-hmm. and then, uh, Dr. Manhattan used that as a conduit in order to teleport Adrian and the agent and uh, and Mer- uh, was it was his name? Uh, oh, Mer- looking, glass. Um, looking glass. Looking glass. Mirror guy. Mirror face. Away, they wouldn't have been able to stop him. So yeah, it seemed a little bit like that. I also got mad that I'm like, so here we go through an intelligent written show, and Lady True decides to monologue. Yeah, I'm like, seriously, Lady. <laughs> and mind you, did, did um didn't Laurie pre- prevent um the the original person you thought that was gonna be the big bad from monologuing? She's like, yes, really, just fucking just, just tell, do this, do that. I get it. Don't fucking tell me your plan. Yeah. I, I, thought oh. was, I thought it was hilarious that he was wearing the same underwear that that was that. yeah. But she was just yes. like she was just like, don't you look cute in those panties? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? Because I was waiting for someone to say something about that. I'm like, this is not going to go unscathed. And she's the wrong person to be wearing something like that in front of. You know? I mean, you, she, you could, she'll tell you about yourself. You could have updated it, you know, put like some shorts or like a pants just, or just something. Just a pair right? of Speedos. Like, like, that's all you really needed, you know. No, but I, I did like that. He was just like, I don't want to have yeah, my I, dick floating around. No, <laughs> his, his words were, if I'm not mistaken, I'm already going to be the most powerful man in the world, I don't need to have my dick out uh, waving all over in your faces as well. Right, like exactly. That. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fair point. But um, I did like the, the when Lady True was like, and where is Senator Joe Keane? Oh, is he in this? And she opened it and just <laughs> sploosh. I was like, oh, that is just. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it was smooth like a berry smoothie. And it was weird <laughs> because that's what I wanted right when I watched that scene. I was like, I was like, that's disgusting. I really want a berry smoothie right now. <laughs> subliminal messaging. Wow, it really was. I mean, I'm not joking. I really was like, I really want a berry. I could see it was like blueberry and strawberry combination. I was like, that would be so good right now. <laughs> it's it's sponsored by your local frozen yogurt place. <laughs> oh my god! All right, gentlemen, do we have anything we oh, want to say before? Yeah, I want to talk oh. about what did we think about the actual ending? Because again, it's unresolved. I, I mean, yes. I spoke about the fact that I would not be happy if Angela had. The powers of Doctor Manhattan, and we but don't now, know if she does exactly now. So, how do we feel about that? What what's, what is everyone's opinion? Do we think she does? Doesn't? What do we think? Like, if there's going to be a season two, and by the way, for you hoes at home, um, Lindelof has said uh, that he has written his story. He goes, he's not saying he wouldn't do a season two, but there is no plan, and he says that if he was going to write a season two, it'd probably be years later between his time commitments and also the fact that he does not have a season two in mind. This was the entire story he wrote on film. Yeah. So, now, let's just now take with that said, now let's just say if there was going to be a season two, 
what do we think, you know, where, what's this power? Not saying that what the story would be about. Do we think there is a new Dr. Manhattan? Is Dr. Manhattan now a woman? Uh, is Dr. Manhattan's power just gone? Like, what do we think happened at that? Uh, when, the, when the screen went black, what do we think happened behind the scenes? So she, hmm. she falls into the pool because she doesn't have the powers of Dr. Manhattan. So you think she doesn't? Instead, what you do is uh, you see Dr. Manhattan raising her out of the pool, thinking, going, saying, ha, I bet you thought I was dead, didn't I? Didn't you? It's like, no, I put myself together two times already. You think I couldn't do it a third time? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. I, I thought I definitely didn't think that she had the powers. I think maybe um, maybe some kind of something residual that maybe she had the powers for a little bit, but I don't think she had the powers. And I could see if they ever did a season two, it would be about like, you know, her, you know, her being sad about him being gone, you know, just and then, of course, building to the fact that he's back. And of course, when they need him the most, blah, 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 blah. See, I kind of I'm kind of glad it's, it's just one season. Yeah. Well, I'm I if I was to have a season two, there would be no Dr. Manhattan in it one way or the other. It doesn't mean that he does or does not exist. It's just like you've heard me say with all stories, you just you've told your story. You need to build your own story again. So, I mean, you can't have him being the the deus ex machina every single time. He can't, you know, otherwise it's just like you're just waiting for him to save the day every time. Um, but as far as now, do I think she does or does not have the power? Um for the sake of storytelling, I would think yes, because he was very deliberate about everything he said, as, yeah. as we saw. And he made it quite clear that, like, for instance, if I was to put my powers into this egg, you know, and she yeah. was like, and if I if anyone was to eat that egg, they would get your power. Yes. And the fact that he told uh, who did he tell? Who did he tell? Angela. No, no, it wasn't Angela. Who did he tell? Was it was it Lori? Who did he? Who did, was the last person he spoke to? The last person he spoke what, to was it. Um, oh no, it was uh, no, 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 no. It was um, it wasn't the last person he spoke to. It was someone he had already spoken to. What he told uh, Will Reeves, Lugasa Jr. He yeah. said, um, "Say something to you about the eggs." He said, "You'd understand it later when it was time." So, oh, that's right. right. So the fact right. that he's not only told us in flashback that. He could conceivably do that. He's now also left a message with somebody to give her a message about the egg. Now, again, that's for storytelling purposes. Doesn't mean it had to happen. I'm just saying, if you're giving me a story and you're giving me all this information, I'm expecting that that should be happening. You know, um, isn't it weird that the simple fact that he said that doesn't it mean that he's alive during that time? Then, during which time? During when she finds the egg at the very end, because he would have to. He could only see his timeline, right? Right. But right, he would he would have seen that he put his power in the egg. He, okay. he didn't say he didn't say eat the egg, then go out to the swimming pool and try and walk across it. Right, he just right. said tell her about the eggs. Right. Here's here's what I here's my pitch for season two. All right, uh oh, all right. So Angela, she does have the powers, and she's like, but she gets them gradually, right? And she has to figure them out. But what's going on in the world? So the Adrian, first time is when she grew a big blue dick. Yeah, <laughs> Adrian Veidt. Um, is on trial in the world court for his crimes against humanity, right? Uh, Squid's not that bad. And and then uh, people are rising up because of, like, conflict is starting because of it now. And the simple fact that now that the truth is out, that there is no incursion, it's, it's starting this 
World War Three happening, and it's up to Angela to stop it. But then that dun, would make dun, her. Dun. But that would make her not like Doctor Manhattan because it seems to be with his power. I mean, again, it was his choice. But do we again? Would you want somebody that's putting imposing their will on your world? Because yeah, you know. It's it, is it right or wrong to have this nuclear war? I mean, yeah, we may not be happy about it, but because now she's controlling us and she's telling us how to live. Damn straight. I'll listen and to we, it. And, and at the same time, we also didn't like it when Vite did it. Right. You know, I mean, granted, he killed three million people, but they were only three million Americans. The rest yeah. of the world didn't die because of that. I'm sure there were some, <laughs> you know? some like immigrants there from another country as well. Right. But you know what I'm saying. So I'm just trying said, to get like, by. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it does beg a lot of questions. But like I said, if I was to have a season two, I just I I would just say this is just like they respected Watchmen and only took the smallest parts that they needed and then build their own story. I would say you've told your story, tell a whole other story. It doesn't have to be fate of the world, <laughs> you know. Just give me right. another story. Um, let Let me ask you this: um, if you, if they left it at one. No, they, they they don't do Watchmen again. They never come back to it again. Are you satisfied? Oh, more than satisfied. I'm very happy with the series. Yeah, didn't you see how many cigarettes he smoked? He was very nice. satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Um, renaming the series, Mike. Watchmen, Harlem Nights. Oh, you! Yeah. <laughs> I went with Watchmen, the blue of the berry to the sweet of the juice. <laughs> Ralph. Watchmen. Are you watching it? Mm-hmm. Boo. He's winging it. Winging Boo. it. No, that, that actually took me like three weeks to figure that one out, man. I had different, like, I had a whole pinup board with red yarn going everywhere. It's like, where do I go with this? Do I go over here? Do I go over that? It took some time, man. Yeah, you really shouldn't have. You should, really shouldn't have taken the yarn out of your sweater. <laughs> <laughs> all, all that yarn for that? That, that that's that, that's the end result. Okay, um, that's, that's the name right. of my uh, my autobiography. Ralph the Tech. All that yarn for that? Wow. <laughs> I'd read it just to see. I was sitting there in my house and I was thinking. <laughs> every chapter begins that way, yeah. and then he spoil he spoils the end of the fucking book every chapter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Ratings for the Watchmen, Ralph. Uh, I give the Watchmen eight eggs of possible power out of ten. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give Watchmen. Nine, um, not floating dicks, but 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 laying nicely against his thigh out of ten. Because I was like, I was wondering, I was like, okay, you know, everybody jokes around about Doctor Manhattan in the movie version mm-hmm. for his floating penis shot, and I go, I wonder if HBO is going to do anything. Up oh, there it is, there it is. There's <laughs> nothing floating though. Listen, it was floating. I said, it laid nicely against his thigh, like they just kept it simple. I was like, okay, good. Did that thing look enhanced to you, like if it was like a prosthetic no. or something? No. Could be a lot of actors. A lot of times, it's just not really them. You know, right? uh, it all depends on the actor. Speaking of which, yes, you didn't ask me. I was get, I was waiting for you to do it, <laughs> Mike. Ah, I give it nine and a half. That was not. Tom Meeson's dick out of 10. <laughs> Wait, that was not whose dick? Remember um, Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. Oh. That's the actor. That's the actor from Sleepy Hollow. The, 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 oh, my God. Yeah, Dr. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Dr. Uh, Mr. Phillips, the one he kept killing over and over. 
Remember when he's oh, playing right. Dr. Yeah, Man? He's yeah, playing, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's naked. Yeah. That's Tom Meeson. And but he, he, was, he was interviewed. He goes, first of all, I'd like to say, that's not my penis. He goes, he goes, he goes, I've had neighbors look at me weird. He goes, he goes, he goes, but the weirdest part about the whole thing is, is that it's not a prosthetic and it's not um, CGI. It's just another person. It's a body double. Um, and he said, but the weirdest part was that they don't just go, okay, Tom, we understand that you don't want to be nude. That's fine. We're just going to get so-and-so over there to do that. No, no, no. They send him a list of, basically he goes, basically they send me a list of dick pics and these actors no. and he has to go like well that one's kind of closest to mine <laughs> oh my god and i'm like I, but why would it matter if it looked like yours if it's not yours anyhow <laughs> like, i guess it's imaginary exactly i guess you don't want to have like you know a, misrepresentation a, or, or just like a baby dick there because then people right. will be like oh look look at tom with the baby dick right no but it was just what it, yeah exactly but at the same time that he could have just found like the elephant trunk <laughs> the elephant trunk. And, and suddenly Tom Meeson is on every episode of every TV show ever made. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Oh my god. So I, but I just so, thought that was really funny that that was like one of the first things he had to say in the interview. He was like, that was not my hilarious. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. The Watchmen might be one and done, but please check it out. Guys, don't go anywhere. I know the episode's a little bit longer than usual, but Geeks on the Go. It's next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed. Like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Go. Now it is. What? <laughs> now now what did you say? What, what do you think I said? I don't now know. I all I heard was. <laughs> I'll, say I'll say the kids would say in the hood. Now let's Dirk. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Because <laughs> you know he was covered up, so it was it was less. You know? Ah, there you go. When we first oh, reviewed okay. the, the original Watchmen, it was like now with blue floppy dick all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anti gravity was was so keen on his dick in that movie, like because because like the rest of them didn't like his arms were just floating around when he stood still, you know. Well, for him it was it was like the appendix, you know, useless appendage that you know didn't really serve a purpose did you, anymore. Did you did you really so. originally say appendix? Appendix, yeah. Wait, wait, what it's are you talking appendage. about? Appendage. No, no, no. I said it's like the appendix, a useless oh. appendage. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. Come on, Cap. Come on, Cap. All right. All right. So as I take, pick up my eagle from the floor, you, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on most things geek, on all things geek, and we rarely make it under a minute. But, I mean, it's it's the last one of the new year, I think. We might as well try. I mean, there's nothing wrong in sure. trying. <laughs> that sounds like something a girl told you. <laughs> Ready, <laughs> set, Go. Grendel, the comic book, 
If made into a live action production, should it be a trilogy of movies or a series on HBO? Ralph. Neither. It should be a series on Netflix. Fuck HBO. Oh, wow. True. Mike. Uh, A sleek, whole, kabuki vampire werewolf police officer series. Wow. Okay. There's a lot that goes on in Grendel you don't know about. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Which one is too powerful for comics? The Beyonder, Dr. Manhattan, or Franklin Richards? Mike. Franklin Richards because he's only OP when it's convenient. True. True. Ralph. I concur with Dr. Mike there. All right. Franklin Richards is my boy. Name the best villain who could moonlight as a babysitter, Ralph. Mystique, because she could be anybody the baby needs. And Mike? Two-Face. One game of peekaboo and the kid will never misbehave again. <laughs> Tis Pika, the season. Peekaboo! <laughs> Tis the season. What combo character is on your knives? Motherfucker. <laughs> we almost got it, Cap. We, we almost got, got it. it. There's always we next almost- year. It's always next year. Maybe I should make Geeks on the Go three questions long. Anyway, tis the season. What combo character is either on your nice list or your naughty list? And one word to explain why. Mr. Um, flying by the seat of his pants, Ralph? Uh, Deadpool. One word? Oh, oh, n- nice or naughty nice list? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know i can't even get mad i can't even get because that's a ralph answer i can't i can't mike uh mine has it's a hyphenated reason it's naughty list it's batman and it's plot armor, <laughs> plot armor. <laughs> I, I just can't take him anymore like i i it's they're making me hate him <laughs> Oh my God! Wow, DC is making is starting to make me actually hate Batman. <laughs> is is it like the way that, that you hate Wolverine? No, I don't hate Wolverine. I'm just tired of like him being overly used. But I don't hate him as a character. I'm not okay. happy with what they've done with him though. Um, yeah, okay. But Batman, I mean, like the fact that he can just stand in front of of Darkseid and be missed by the Omega beams. I'm like. I mean, I get that no, when they draw them, they he, zigzag, he get, but they also come back, you know. <laughs> he didn't get missed. He got he got hit and sent somewhere else, which is another. No, I'm talking about other times, like when he's like kind of stood and been missed by them, or like he'll he'll duck out of the way, and I'm like, so no one ever thought to duck. <laughs> <laughs> Was Mike just like sense. really? <laughs> See the the Omega beams, they can go from you know sideways. But they don't do too well up and down. That's the problem. So as long as, or, or, as long as you're below the level of the omega beams, you can miss them all day. He can, or, go, or, he can or, go around this, in circles. Or this one. You can create armor that can beat Darkseid, but you can't seem to apprehend the Joker, the Riddler, or the Penguin. Well, cause <laughs> True. He, he needs to have something to do. So he, he just gives them the illusion that they're free, but he's actually constantly monitoring them. He he found them when they were sleeping, and put I, tracking I'm watching, devices. I'm watching on you them. murder tons of people in Gotham. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, Rob. Rob, did you just uh, did you just say Batman is the equivalent of that that office worker that knows he could do work all of his work on Monday, so he does it slowly, so he has the rest of the week to do it. Pretty much. Wow. He, he's basically just George Costanza's every all his villains. Batman's like George Costanza. Batman's like, listen, I could put this guy away forever, and then all crime would be gone. But then what do I do with my nights? Live an actual yeah. social life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rob is not 13 anymore. He's not fun. Come on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> my God. I just, I just went a place. Um, okay. 
shout outs for the end of the year. Um, anybody have a shout outs? I would like, like to help? shout out everyone who is still listening to us. And for those of you who have been listening from the very beginning, I thank you. And Mom. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, Joe. I, I would say it was me, but I haven't been listening. Nope. I know that. <laughs> I never listen to a word you guys say. Of course, that's why shit is missing on the fucking podcast sometimes. Say what? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Mike? Oh, no. I just want to wish some New Year cheer to everybody out there that's been listening. And they, like Ralph said, no, thank you very much for listening. Please get new listeners. We actually get better over time, I swear. Mm-hmm. Especially the more that I talk and they don't. So we'll pro- I'll try in 2020 to like deuce them with a little like, you know, Karari or something that'll paralyze them. Wow. For 99% of the podcast. That's but just keep that between man. you and me. Don't let them know. Well, oh, in, God. Uh, <laughs> look out in 2020 for, meanwhile, 22 pagers. Uh, pagers? Uh, Are we making pagers now? We're in the yeah, 90s. Pagers, yeah, we're making pagers. <laughs> and also, there's going to be a, a spinoff podcast, which is just all mic all the time. It's called, meanwhile, 22 pages later, the Black Edition. Wow, the black. I was gonna go with meanwhile. Twenty two pages later, watch me rip out my two ribs like I took my own dick. I mean, I was was thinking short. I was just gonna say meanwhile. Twenty two. I'm sucking my own dick. It's it's it's, there. You go. I want I want I want I want fucking um residuals on that. The concept the concept of it is Black Doom interviewing Mike and Mike interviewing Black Doom. Oh my God, that's that's like Yoda talking to fucking Grover, and if nobody understands what I'm talking about, fuck you. Um, but also, I guess maybe at some point uh, in 2020, I guess are we going to have to re- review the Star Wars movie? I know, I just made time out. by saying it like that. Time out. You know that that one of my shoutouts was going to be shout out to Jazz, Mister Happily Married Man. Hit me up today. A morning text. Oh, and I, let me see if I can get it. He says basically kind of threw his 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 name in the fucking arena, and I was like, like it was morning, and I was like, what the hell, Jazz? What are you doing to me? And Hi, it's three a.m. I hope I didn't wake you. <laughs> yes, you woke me. <laughs> Jazz Spencer, here we go. Okay, well, you know what? It's Sunday at at eight fifty eight, but it felt like six in the morning. <laughs> I need to be on your episode nine podcast. I'm like, okay. Damn. I guess he has something to say. Yeah, he does. Yeah, of course. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, look at you. I'm, I'm looking look, forward to it. You're about to stir up some competition, but you realize that, that John Paul got shot down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody for um, the holidays and, and for the new year. And, you know, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. That even if it's been like you know, a shout out here and there, or saying, "Hey, look, you know, I heard I got to check out this show. I went back to listen to the other shows." Guys, thanks for always supporting. Um, special shout out to Ralph, to um, Joey, to Ruben, and to Matt. You know what you did. <laughs> All I gotta say is queen size bed. And that just sounded horrible, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it sounded like you guys had quite the meeting of the minds. Uh, yeah, there were some minds involved. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Also, I'd like to say to people out there that it won't be January, probably won't be February, but keep an eye and an ear out for a new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later podcast app as I'm still making it. Yeah, but this will be a strictly podcast app. I'm not going to put all the bells and, and whistles with uh, 
game type stuff on it. I might do a separate uh, uh, trivia thing later. So definitely, <laughs> I want to get us our own uh, podcast app. So you can listen to us it. at your, your leisure. <laughs> exactly. Especially those who go, well, I, I don't have a lot of internet service or you know, only got my minutes. Oh, fuck it. Just download the app and shut up. <laughs> exactly. All right. And I guess that's the end of the show for 2019. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and R2 Square Off the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And wow, we went old school. We went a, a, an hour and 27 minutes. That's pretty good. Mm, not really. Yeah.